0: Hey, everyone. Thanks for joining us today. We are going to be talking about five things to do after the startup phase. So if you are one of those business owners that is ready to slow your growth a little bit, focus on some other things, you want to make sure your business doesn't grow exponentially right off a cliff and crash and burn like so many other businesses do, what do you do when you're done with the startup phase? Because you've spent so long focusing on growth and acquisition and clients And now you're ready to just focus on your family and enjoy the business you've built. So what do you do?
1: Yeah. I mean, it's not that this isn't still a phase of growth. Like it can be growth, but like you said, it's more of a steady growth or a purposeful growth. Yes. And that's kind of our first one is setting purposeful goals. Right. If now that you have time to kind of slow down and actually think about your business, you want to set purposeful goals. Also, because if you're at that stage where you want to spend more time with your family and not have to wake up at 5 a.m. every day to do the hustle, you want to be purposeful in what you do when you do sit down to work.
0: Right. And this is a great time of year to do that. It is Mm -hmm. the time of year people are expecting some changes. Uh, It is a time of year that's generally a little bit slower for some businesses, depending on your industry. Um, So it's a really good time to take a minute and reflect on what you want out of your business and what goals will get you there. Mm -hmm. But of course, they have to be good goals Mm -hmm. and not like... Good, like, ew, I can't believe you want to do that, but like (laughs) actual, clear, achievable goals that you can work toward in a meaningful way.
1: Yeah, we have plenty of past episodes on goal setting and using the SMART method, but it's yeah, it's all about something that is realistic and attainable, but also a little scary. And we talked about that in an episode um it what was it called if if goals are oh you know which one i'm talking about
0: the yeah. one from and and the, the reason i'm hesitant is you.
1: i don't want to say it wrong because it was from a book yeah um and so it had to be right <laughs> and now i'm like Yeah, look at me. Hey, I'm sorry I don't have all 137 episodes memorized. (laughs) Right. (laughs) How dare you? How dare I? Um, (laughs) I just know it was
0: really good. Well, while she's looking for that, um, one of the things that you should do when you're getting ready to set your goals is really look at your vision for your company. Where do you want it to go? What kind of Company, do you want it to be? If you're a service provider, which I think many of you are, what kind of services do you want to provide? Who do you want to provide them to? Are your current clients and goals aligning with your vision and your values? Are you using your resources efficiently to get toward those goals, to slow your growth, to spend time with your family? Or is everything still a little pushing the envelope in that growth phase. Yeah.
1: And it they're called worthy goals. So is your goal worthy? Which means that it is thrilling, important, and daunting. So it has to be important enough, but it also has to be thrilling. You're excited to do it, but it also has to be daunting. If it's an easy goal, then... You know, why have you not already done it? It has to be something that you're (laughs) a little little afraid of, but you know you can still reach. And all that's from How to Begin, Start Doing Something That Matters by Michael bungay Stainer. Anyway, that was episode 81, How to Make a Goal Worthy. Oh, that was a while back. Yeah, it was. Um, But yeah, like Angela said, you just – it's a time where you can actually slow down and think about what matters most and make sure that your purposeful goals align with that.
0: Yeah. I feel like when you're in that growth phase, what matters most is getting clients and getting revenue. And as you move out of that phase, it starts to matter what kind of clients you're getting and where your revenue is coming from. I know when I made a shift in my business that was really scary that was one of the things that I had firmly decided was like I'm not working with any more of this sort of client because it Mm -hmm. absolutely drives me crazy it stresses me out you know our values aren't aligned whatever so I think there's definitely a shift in the way you're viewing your clients and your income and your business between that growth phase and that steady phase
1: yeah for sure. All right. And number two would be improving your products or services. So this is a time where you can actually take the experience you have working with your clients and customers in the beginning and get some feedback, do some research, think about what happened once They became clients and customers and optimize your process or improve your product. Like, let's say everybody wanted a certain thing that wasn't a part of your service package. Maybe you can add it. Right.
0: Yeah. I highly recommend if you are someone who does any kind of offboarding or requests, reviews, or testimonials, throw a question in there and ask people, what could have made this service better? What could have made this product better? It's a great way to get feedback. People are usually very nice about it. It's a scary question to ask Mm -hmm. (laughs) because nobody likes to hear, well, you did this wrong or I didn't like this thing. But it's a great way to get feedback on ways to improve or things to add that can add value to the services and products that you already
1: provide. Yeah. All right. Number three would be strengthening your operations. So this means actually looking at your processes and thinking about how you can streamline things, how you can optimize it, how you can make it better, how you can maybe add some quality control in there. So to me, this is where it's like, okay, let me take all the things I've done for a client and create standard operating procedure or SOP on how to onboard a client, how to offboard a client, like how to, so this is the time where you finally get to organize all the things that you have.
0: Yeah. And I feel like this is where a lot of people get hung up, especially if you're a freelancer, if you are, you know, the only person in your business, you don't have a team. Optimizing, making SOPs, things like that feel kind of silly they feel like they're taking time that you could be better spent somewhere else Um, but really it it really does make a difference it to have even if it's not a super detailed step-by-step SOP having a process that you can put every client through or every customer through makes things so much simpler for you That you wouldn't even believe it. But this is the step that I see a lot of, um, especially freelancers, get hung up on where it's like every time you make your goals, a client onboarding process is on there for like a year and a half because <laughs> they just keep putting it off and putting it off and putting it off.
1: <laughs> because it doesn't seem like it's a money-making task and so you right. put it off. But yeah, the truth is – it's not
0: directly money-making.
1: If you take the time to create those processes, you can get through it faster, which frees Mm -hmm. up your time to do more of the purposeful actions or money making things. Yeah.
0: And that kind of goes back to what we were talking about last time about how it's scary to make that shift. It's scary to take time and do activities that are not directly money making activities. Uh, because that's what you've been focused on for so long, like Mm -hmm. up until now, that's what's gotten you where you're at. And so that shift into, okay, I'm going to focus internally can be really scary.
1: Yeah. Yeah, man, I could do an entire episode and maybe we will hear in the future about Creating SOPs and <laughs> procedures and things like that, because a lot yes. of people are like, Yeah, but I don't know where to start.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: I could tell you a lot about creating these. <laughs> I've created many of them. So Jesse is the master of SOPs. <laughs> well, and you see, here's the other thing is like, I like creating step by step for myself, because right. if I, there are sometimes there, Especially in what Angela and I do, which is very technical, there are a lot of steps and you have to think. You've got to use your brain. You've got to be focused. You've got to think. And if I've taken the time to think and go through a process of something that took me a long time to think about, and I know I'm going to have to do this task again in three months, mm-hmm. I am going to create my – I have done this. I create myself a video or create myself yep. – A step by step so that the next time I do it, I can trust my past self, knowing I put in the time and effort back then and I don't have to do it again. I'm gonna trust myself and I'm just gonna get it done. I'm gonna follow these steps and move on. Yeah. And so that is actually really huge for me too.
0: Loom is great for that. You just Mm -hmm. make a Loom screen record. You can talk to yourself if you need to. (laughs) Don't forget Mm -hmm. to do this thing. Uh, Tango is another one, it's a Chrome extension. It will actually take screenshots as you go it'll note everything you click it'll you know whatever changes you make it makes it in like a step-by-step written instruction with screenshots along the way so that's i gotta try that yeah i love new tools i love it i use it for clients sometimes when i need to tell them how to do something uh, because you can edit the pictures so i can like edit out personal information things like that but really good Oh, that's cool. So yeah, and super easy because you're just doing the thing that you would have to do anyway and then it keeps track for you.
1: Mm -hmm. Hmm.
0: So there are a lot of tools to help you do that. Yeah,
1: there are a lot of tools. And you know what? I have a feeling we will be doing an episode on this and we'll be sure to to get a list of all those tools. (laughs)
0: Yes.
1: (laughs) All right. The fourth thing you can do after that startup phase is building a strong team. Now, this is something that, If you want to stay small and you want to stay a company of one, that's okay. Yeah. It's okay if you just want to stay just yourself. And you don't necessarily have to hire employees. But Mm -hmm. if you reach a point where you've created SOPs and those operating procedures and you have checklists and you have things that you realize don't have to be you, You might consider bringing on a part-time freelancer or just Mm -hmm. hiring a one-time person to, you know, do a bundle of tasks each month. Or it's a good time to bring on others to do the things that you don't have to do that free you up to either, if you choose, work on your business or, for a lot of us marketing moms, spend the time with our families.
0: Yes. Yeah. That can be really good. And it's a good... If you are the kind of person that likes to like give back, pay it forward type thing, it's a really good opportunity to provide an opportunity to a new freelancer, um, especially if you have all those SOPs written out because it's a lot easier for them. They're not kind of fumbling through. It can give them good experience. You can give them a good testimonial and they get an opportunity that they might not otherwise have.
1: Yeah. And a lot of times they aren't necessarily – as expensive <laughs> as the ones who have been doing it a long time. And yes. that's nice when you're just getting your feet wet. Because I mm-hmm. remember, and I still have that feeling where it's like, why am I going to pay someone to do this thing that I know how to do? Well, because you have so much experience now that, think about it, if you were to do that same thing for another business, how much would you charge? That's how much your time is worth.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: So as long as you find someone to pay the same or less, then it's worth it. It's yeah, worth it for absolutely. you.
0: absolutely, Especially for like really repetitive tasks. Mm-hmm.
1: Like posting to social media or, mm-hmm. you know, maybe you want to hire someone to go through customer service if you get a lot of those or right. uh, if you, you know, whatever. I don't know about your specific business, but I'm sure there is something.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Right. right. So last but not least, Mm -hmm. leveraging technology. Mm. So we have seen an explosion of technology in the last couple of years to help improve all kinds of things, productivity, Mm -hmm. customer service, um, analytics, everything. Mm -hmm. Um, There are a lot more options now for things like that. AI has taken like a really big role for a lot of people Mm -hmm. um, and helping them with things that they, you know, had been putting off or didn't like to do or don't know where to start. Um, And there's just so many options out there. And of course, as techies, Jesse and I love to play with all of them. Oh, yeah, for sure. (laughs) But it can be a great way to help move into that more stable phase to implement some of those technologies that can help you be more productive so that you don't have to spend as much time in the weeds of your business mm-hmm. or, you know, to automate a lot of things so that, you know, it's off of your plate.
1: Yeah. And I feel like when you're in the initial startup phase of growth, 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 go, 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 hustle, 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 it's hard to stop and even take the time to set up These technologies and these automations and, or even do research into into them. But now that you're more stable and you're still, a lot of uh, websites will call this the growth stage. Like you're still growing, but for us marketing moms, this is when we don't want to rapidly grow. We have a stable customer base. We have a bit of stability in our business. We want to maintain that stability, maybe grow a little bit but spend more time with our family and our kids while they're young. And that's obviously a personal goal. It really depends what you have as a goal in your life. But I know that for a lot of us moms, that's why we started our businesses. Yeah. was To have more time so for our, our, family. And our family. And then it didn't turn into that. No, <laughs> not even that's, a little bit. That's what we're here for is to tell you it's okay to find that spot where you're finally like, wait, 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 wait. You have the stability in your business. You can slow down and do what you wanted to do, which is spend more time with your family.
0: Yeah. And it's a great place to be once you you accept it and get over that Mm -hmm. initial, oh my gosh, what am I going to do? How is this going to work? What's going to happen? It can be a really good place to be. Because that initial startup phase is really stressful and scary.
1: Yeah, like it's exciting for sure at first Mm -hmm. because you're like, I'm starting a new business. I'm doing this thing. I got this. And then you're working so much and you're so exhausted and you're just in survival mode for so long. I remember, and this is not necessarily for my business, but I remember when I was working full time as a teacher And I doubled up college classes to get through my master's Mm -hmm. in a year. And then the last semester, I found out I was pregnant. So I had all those raging hormones. Yeah. And I remember at at the end, and especially in the College of Education, you have to write so many papers. I think I wrote like seven papers in Uh a four-week span. The moment I turned in the last one – I was like sitting on the couch and I just started bawling, like I was crying. And my husband comes in and he's like, "Do I do? Is everything okay? Are you are you alright? What's wrong?" (laughs) And I'm just like, "I don't have any more schoolwork to do. I'm done." (laughs) And he goes, "Well, isn't that happy?" I'm like, "Yes, but these are the pregnancy hormones." (laughs) 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 Like I just cried because it's like all that built up emotion was released when I was finally done, and that's kind of how I feel here. It. I did feel that way a little bit when I reached that point in my business. It was like you right. were so stressed to get there, and then once you're there, it's like, wait, I can slow down. <sighs> oh. It's like that deep <laughs> sigh and your shoulders relax, and mm-hmm. maybe the emotions and some tears come, but they're happy tears. <laughs> yes,
0: it's a good thing. It's a good thing.
1: <laughs> and like I said last week, I feel like I, I had that conversation with another person in that same position. And it was nice to just kind of look at each other and be like, I think we can slow down.
0: Yeah. I think, I think we made
1: it to. Yeah. Because I think a lot of people online don't talk about that. They don't talk about, Hey, it's no. okay. to slow down. Hey, you've reached a point. You can just mm-hmm. kind of dial it back. Everybody's just like, you've made it here. Let's go for the next Let's goal. Keep going. Yeah. Ugh, and that can be <laughs> overwhelming it can be
0: especially when that's all you're hearing when that's all the marketing is pushing is mm-hmm.
1: grow 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 yeah so it's kind of nice to talk about what you can do when you're not wanting to push so hard anymore mm-hmm. you want to ride what you've built for a little bit and i'm not saying that A few years down the line, when the kids are older and you have more time on your hands, get back in, grow it more, change it, do something else, sell the business and start something new. I don't know, whatever you want to do. But for a lot of us, this is what we came for. Yes. We built this business for this moment. So let's actually, once we're here, take advantage of it.
0: So we would love to hear from you. Are you moving out of the startup phase? Are you you know, ready to take in some slow growth? What kind of things are you doing to help implement that in your business? Any new technologies that we could play with? Um,
1: do you need any Honestly, help
0: with SOPs?
1: <laughs> yeah, I want to hear your stories. Like, What happened the moment you realized your business had left the initial startup phase and entered this next phase. So let us know. We're over on Instagram at Marketing Moms Podcast. And we'll see you next week. Bye.